five, four, three, two, one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is currently July 1st, 2020, and welcome to the very first episode of the J Money Talks podcast. Um, how's it going? It is, I am Jason Michael Johnson, also known as J Money. Um, so this is the first time I've done a podcast before. This is uh, something I've had uh, thought of doing for quite a while. Uh, and I'm just finally just taking the plunge here. So, I don't know how I'm, I'm going to do. I'll, I'm going to talk about like a bunch of topics. A uh, few of them will pretty much be including sports, video games, uh, probably some movies, stuff, comic books, and maybe anything that piques my mind, interest. There probably will be some Q&As and stuff in the future. But for now, this is just the first, uh... This is the first podcast. Um, I don't know how long these will be. Some will probably take an hour. Some take uh, a little longer. So, this is the uh, beginning. You will pretty much see this on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud, I'm also going to have this here. This here video recorded. This will be here on YouTube channel. On YouTube channel, which is the J Money Talks channel. Um, I'll be working on that in a bit later. So, um... We're going to go ahead and start on a topic. Um, this topic I rather not do. I don't try to get into the side of politics. But yesterday in the great state of great commonwealth of Kentucky, there was politics involved. And yesterday we got the announcement of, if you don't know, the big story was uh, involving the Democratic primary in the U.S. Senate, where the state of Kentucky had to vote for, had to choose a nominee to take on the current senator, who is Mitch McConnell. And if you don't know who that is, Mitch McConnell is currently the Senate Majority Leader in the United States Senate. He is also is known in the great state of Kentucky as the Grim Reaper. He is known currently and has been for years. The one man who is any bill that is passed by like Democrats, by like any part of a Democratic House representatives, he immediately just looks at the bill has it in his desk, and he has held it hostage for quite possibly, I believe, years. He's been a part of the entire spectrum of things for probably, I believe, my entire childhood, I believe. It's been years. He's been around, practically, I he was elected around in 1984 when, uh, Around the same time as Ronald Reagan was the was reelecting as the president in the Republican Party, and he's been around for quite a long time. Right now, it's thirty five years. Um, thirty five years, and this is a big thing that happened. So it is something that is huge. So one of the things is is someone who has 
done a lot of harm to not just the state of Kentucky, but here in this entire country because any bill that is going to make some significant changes has been pretty much blocked and or held hostage by McConnell. It's been, and a lot of people in this state, primarily this entire country, clearly wants him not. And this year is probably the best chance to probably do so. Because he is right now 78 years old, I believe. And he's been in office for 35 years. This is a big thing. This has been a bunch of terms. It's crazy. But um, he is uh, someone that needs to be gone. So what happened was, if you don't know, we... Democratic Party had to not pick a nominee for the Senate to go up against McConnell, and um, yeah, the the Democratic like national, the Democratic like establishment, the gatekeepers, I guess, chose this candidate by the name of Amy McGrath, who lives in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, lives in Lexington, Kentucky, a retired fire pilot. Um, for U.S. Air Force, and this lady is kind of not the best fit for Kentucky, honestly, in my opinion. And for a while, she's been, if you don't know, she has gotten major uh, fund raise, funds raised for and pretty much $41 million by... A lot of tech firms, like the Democratic National Party, made a good chunk, and I uh, believe a few universities outside of Kentucky, uh, especially Harvard somehow, which kind of makes no sense, but it's weird. I don't know, this is, I don't know why you would fund a, I don't know why a college that is in Massachusetts would care about an election in Kentucky, but eh, I digress. So, it was for a bit, a lot of people pretty much saw her as the lone frontrunner because you've seen ads on in the papers, on television, on radio. Pretty much, you thinking to yourself, okay, this is like the one person we have here. It looks like this is who we got. But there was like not much options that was heard. So, not much options. Then, just last month, if you didn't know, because of the entire George Floyd, uh, recent George Floyd protest, and uh, most importantly here in the city of Louisville, the Breonna Taylor uh, protest that had been going on, uh, one person uh, stepped up, and this is a... uh, a good, a good man, a respectful man who pretty much grew up in probably in the western part of the city of Louisville, which is the poorest uh, part of the city, and uh, pretty much uh, his name was Charles Booker. He, uh, he is currently a part of the Kentucky House of Representatives, I believe. He is. He is uh, probably the youngest black uh, Kentucky legislator in the state of Kentucky in 90 years. It is a big thing. And 
when this protest was going on, the entire state, the pretty much, city pretty much, he's been to like the protests, he's, he's been to the protests, like, been in like the front lines, pretty much been around where, when they were, when the protests were like, at its like peak, they were throwing tear gas and shooting rubber bullets at people and whatnot, and this is something that he has been on the front lines on, and he, uh, yeah, this is like the past month of the protest. He uh, he ended up becoming like a contender. Started to contend. He was at this point. He now beforehand he did start his uh, he did start his uh, campaign in January earlier in January, but it was pretty much quite uh, not in the media. In the mainstream media, mostly like in social media and a few other things, but not entirely full scale. But within like the month before this uh, election in May, May and uh, late May, uh, early June, he ended up being uh, more active and he ended up having more of uh, ads coming in like, hey, I'm. I'm someone who grew up in the city of Louisville, in the pretty much the poorest part of the uh, city of Louisville, and he, I am here for the people he believes in, pretty much like the main things like like a Bernie Sanders type of thing, like universe, the free healthcare, universal healthcare, uh, Green New Deal, that's been a big thing, uh, you know, voting rights, and like a, a bunch of things that I believe is needs to be done I think should be more or less addressed in a way and that is something that needs to be happen I believe it's something that should occur and um yeah um but uh just uh recently the of course the election he made these polls in election and one thing's about to say Kentucky they when the pro when like the coronavirus pandemic has happened there was pretty much a. There was pretty much the only one few ways you could vote was pretty much mail-in ballot, absentee ballots, and then when they actually decided to do in-person voting, they decided to help cut down the number of polling places you can go to. And here in the state of Kentucky, there is at least on average thirty-seven hundred polling places in the state of Kentucky. So, when the pandemic happened, you know, to, in order to, like, you know, uh, keep a distance and shorten the amount of people in, shorten, like, I guess, like, try not to spread the virus out and all this stuff, that's, I guess, the excuse they made, they decided to take the, decided to cut down the number of polling places from 3,700 to about 200 in the state. 200 in the state. And the big thing about this is they made here in Louisville, Louisville is quite possibly the largest city in the state of Kentucky. There's like over a million people, about a million, or or over a million people here. So one of the things is they decided to cut decided to have this in one place and that was at the Expo Center and the big thing about this is 
what was bad about this is here in the city of Louisville, about um, about sixty percent of us, six percent of the city, is of African American descent. So they decided to take a one take this. So yes, and they say they took one one city, one uh, polling place in a city that housed six hundred thousand. African Americans, uh, and say, and this is he decided to make one voting place, and it was a interesting thing when an election day happened. There was people did come in and did come in. People did vote. Um, I say that uh, one million people in the state of Kentucky voted one million, which is like twenty nine percent of registered voters. Uh, here in the city of Louisville, eighty eight thousand alone voted in this primary which is huge for which is huge because that is the biggest that's bigger than when Barack Obama was running in the primary in Louisville in two thousand Democratic primary in two thousand eight when he got elected. So first got elected. Um so yeah that is the big thing there. But uh this is was something that happened in but that's a little I know there. Um, the big story that about this now was that because of the, like the one polling place in Louisville and like them cutting it down stuff, a lot of people believed it was voter suppression. No, it was this is some kind of voter suppression, like something in the lines of like Atlanta, because there is a because you know the amount of people and like people in population and all stuff. It's I don't believe it really was because beforehand the governor of Kentucky and Rashir uh, gave gave people time to mail to mail in ballots, absentee ballots, and no excuse absentee ballots pretty much. Um, and that was something they did like two, three months beforehand. So around March, April ish so I think that's what they did and that's in well there's been reports that there have been people who have not received their ballots till it was like too late so it's a that's a subject in and of itself um but yeah I was watching even the votes I was you know I was like waiting through like all the ballots and stuff and then uh then yesterday happened yesterday happened we and we saw what happened and we're just going through some of the stuff. I'm just like, okay, I'm like some things said McGrath one, some things said Booker one, so I'm like, you know, okay, you know what? It's like it's too early to call this right now. I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go I'm gonna turn off my phone because I I'm like before I go to the gym I was like, let me turn my uh, Twitter and like Twitter and like Facebook and stuff off because I don't know who's going to win. I'm not going to try to watch the news or anything. I'm going to turn this off and I'm going to keep it off till around like five, 4.30, 5.00 o'clock-ish, you know, because by that time, I think all the votes will be close to finish and then you got a more just clear, concise reason who won. So, so around 5.30, uh, 4.35, clock 
Yes, I decided to. I went on the Twitter, Facebook, and everything, and uh, the result was that Graph won. Uh, she won by about two thousand votes, which is one is a to me. I'm surprised at the results, but I've heard some reports that there were people's whose ballots weren't counted, and there was also reports late that uh, that ballots were rejected because of the missing some missing flaps or uh, lack of signatures or, and like a few other things. It's uh, which is kind of suspect there because that is uh, and they said this like laid into like that process like but like I think 6,000 votes in Fayette County which is Pretty much Lexington and a couple other cities in that area, general area, their votes didn't count. So it is uh, questionable to me. It is uh, quite questionable. I believe it's uh, something that is going to be looked into. I'm hoping that they look into that because that is um, is quite suspect. But um, yeah, it was a big thing. So. Um, what is my initial was my initial thoughts to it? Uh, who did I vote for at that time? Well, now I think since the things over, I can at least disclose that I uh, personally, in my opinion, voted for uh, Charles Booker. And um, when it initially happened, I was looking at results and I'm like some of the stuff's going back and forth. Like, oh, McGrath's leading by a few, and I'm like, okay, I'm like it's still too early. Oh, Booker's winning. I'm like, oh, that's good. No. Let's see if this momentum builds up and then builds up and whatnot and see how this goes. And, um, yeah, and then I was like hearing some of the new stuff, and I was like, then when the, it was clear that McGrath won, and then I was looking at the stuff of like, okay, there's probably some something sketchy there. Am I upset at the fact that McGrath won? I'm not upset who would have won it. There is a way I probably would support whoever won it regardless, but this is something I am kind of questioning on because the person that won isn't really someone that well, can, has really a true concern over the issues that is going on. Um, I'm going to be honest here with all of you. I personally think what the Democratic Party did and in the support of immigrants, like, geez, poor, they uh, really, like, in a way, chose Amy McGrath to be the nominee. Like, it is clearly obvious that they did. Because, like, she's gotten, like, $41 million in a bank, and... A lot of things is she is someone who's practically going to not make like those significant try to make the significant changes or push for those significant changes to occur. She is clearly going to. She is trying the labor stuff. She's been labeled in this case a pro-Trump Democrat, which means that 
I am not really going to pee, try to at least push for the changes, but at least we'll compromise with Trump and I guess, or something along the lines of that. I'm not entirely sure how this, what that means by pro-Trump Democrat or whatever like that. But to me, it's like, it kind of shows more of a, what the separation of like the Democratic Party in general to what people really to the people. It's like a more never step of clearly in the right wrong direction here. Um with like and anything it's like not just Democrats in the state, but also in the entire country. Because a lot of the things that has been going on recently involving the pandemic, the protests, Black Lives Matter stuff and all that stuff, it's kinda showing like a difference of opinion on difference on how two separate types. Like a Democratic Party is kinda in a way split in a way because you got the traditionalists who are mostly like I believe 35 and up or uh, 35 and up mostly case like the seniors and stuff like who pretty much are want to stick to this and like you know, well, yeah, we'll think, okay, like, hey, maybe we should do some change. Eh, let, let's do that, like, another five, six years or something. Or wait till we get a new, till we get a Democrat in office, then we'll probably do some changes. But it's the, yeah, and the other side, which I'm, I just kind of lump, I'm going to lump myself in this character, and that's the 18 to 34 year olds who personally knows, says hey we need to change some stuff and we can't just not do anything about it we can't wait 5-6 years like this stuff going on with global warming and like the universal healthcare system this is some stuff that shouldn't really be changed like 5-6 years down the road this is something that has to be changed, like, right now. Like, there is not... We can't just keep dilling around here. Dilly-dallying around. We gotta do this change right now. Like, this is something that needs to be changed in a drastic way. And it is, right now, a clash of the ideals of the party, Democratic Party right now. This is what's... Kind of what's dividing us in a way and one of the things I think is if McGrath if McGrath is if McGrath is clear the nominee that's fine one of the things is I just looked at the Courier Journal earlier today where they talked about the show the results and stuff and one of the things what the paper said was McGrath aims to unite the Democratic Party which I completely agree with her on that because right now you are dealing with you do got an established base who are going to who is going to vote blue no matter who the problem now you got to deal with is you're dealing with the 18 to 40 year old demographic who personally and I'm just going to say this here when it cards to our political ideologies we don't fully vote blue no matter who. We are 
we are practically independent. We are pretty much in the middle. A lot of us are pretty much in the middle. But what we do believe is that our ideologies are tied in ways, different ways. We side with the Democratic Party, most youth, majority of youth. I know there are some of you who are Republican, who are part of the Republican Party. 18 to 34 years who are part of the Republican Party. So, I understand that. Some of y'all are part of that party. So, but a good, vast uh, majority of us lean Democrat because we believe in, like, the progressive, like, progressiveness, the socialism type of stuff. Like, you know, hey, like, free healthcare, you know, education, you know, college being free, no no more student loans and step being in this crazy student debt crisis and like you know right to uh you know maybe like affordable housing and a bunch of other things you know and increasing the minimum wage and that's the big thing so a lot of us side with the democratic party so and one of the things is we are willing to support people who actually side with that ideology like those ideologies like us so what happened was here or yesterday the Democratic Party pretty much decided to look past a candidate who was willing to listen to that 18 to 34 year old demographic who is clearly going to be the future of the party and instead of you know you know this guy seems like someone who would help with the 18 to 34 year olds that we need to bring up and we need to go out and vote, right? So instead of doing that, they chose a candidate who is clearly does not feel that ideals. So as a result of it, uh, a lot of people right now, a lot of you people my age, I have some friends who went out and voted, who was really supportive of this man, really of Charles Booker, and instead, he, he a lot of people now are going, are saying to themselves, you know what, screw the Democratic Party, and screw the Republican Party, they clearly don't care about the people, I don't feel like voting, I'm not going to vote, or whatever, I'm not voting blue, no matter who, or I'm not going to vote for McConnell, so I'm just not going to vote whatsoever, so... Right now, this is the case scenario right now is gonna has to work, find a way to get that 18 to 34 demographic on, on her side. Because that group is crucial if you want some form of chance to beat McConnell. Because if you don't get that help, you are more than likely going to lose against McConnell. And it's going to be by a landslide. Clearly a landslide. And it is something that I personally believe is going to happen. Uh, hopefully enough that they the Democratic Party and I guess McGrath's campaign staff realizes that finds a way to work around this and does something about it. Because right now the way I see it they are more than likely not going to be able to beat McConnell or anything 
anytime soon right now. But there is 125 days left until that, uh, till the general election, which is on November 3rd, happen. And so they got time. Hopefully by before election day and when they, I think when the first big debate comes, which I believe will probably be in September, I believe, she is ready to tackle some of the things that help unite the country, help unite the state to like, hey, you guys voted for me. I want to earn you guys' vote in November. And that's what I think she's going to have to do because right now, the way I see it, the entire state of Kentucky is right now, you're going to have to work a lot for to get to vote for probably a lot of 18 to 34 year olds and where now, the way I see it, you clearly have lost this election off the jump. So, yeah. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, I am going to talk about the upcoming season about sports returning in this coronavirus pandemic. So, don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Phil Money, Jay Money Talks Podcast. We uh, just uh, uh, just got back from break, so I had to grab me a little snack and also have some extra drink. Some Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know what's been going on with y'all, but y'all be hoarding this shit like it's toilet paper when the beginning of this quarantine happened. Seriously, like every so every time I go to Kroger, I'm like try to see if there is more, and they still be run. They somehow run out. I'm like, I'm just saying, Mandy, you guys, I don't know what you put in this bitch. I don't know if it's cocaine or something in here because y'all making motherfuckers addicted to this shit. Also, stay hydrated, kids. So. Moving on, so we're going to go into the sports stuff, and there's, uh, so yeah, there's been a few things that have happened in sports quite recently. We're about to have baseball. Today is the reporting day of Major League Baseball is going to be starting to report for for the start of spring training, so that's happening. Basketball, uh, we're about to have basketball back over again in, uh, the NBA is coming back, and there's uh, right now there are 22 teams in this. I know there's one of teams I know that is still in this little hunt for that eight seed is my Spurs, my San Antonio Spurs. Shout out! But yeah, that's going to be the big thing. Baseball's coming back. Football is expected to start on time. It looks like they might be going from limited to no capacity. It's over, which I'm kind of like a little shamed, which is a little saddening because your boy kind of wanted to go to a couple games, especially that Monday night football game between the Ravens and the Chiefs in Baltimore. The big stadium. And let me tell you, I loved and let me tell you, that game was an was a fun one. I tell you, going to a Ravens home game is an experience 
I'm not getting over. If you think if you you've never screamed loudly and never lost your voice, then going to a Ravens home game. Let me tell you something. When I let when I went in there, I had a good voice. My voice is fine. By the time I left, I had no voice. My voice was shot. It took me three days after after I got home, back home to recover. So, heads up, your voice will be shot. Give you guys that. That needs to be a tagline. Caution: Your voice will be shot after the end of this game. Buckle up. <laughs> So Pharrell for Baltimore, uh, get something there. Baltimore Pharrell, like if you guys are going to do something, uh, I highly recommend y'all get y'all uh, stock up on cops. Like get Hall, make Hall's a sponsor somehow or something. Because y'all, uh, y'all make my voice shot in this hell. So okay, let's uh, move on. Yes, baseball, baseball is coming back. The big story in the NFL currently. Is that the New England Patriots, that evil empire, Falali Lue Lo, has officially signed Cam Newton to a one year deal. And right now, it is huge news because now they pretty much are now a contender again for the AFC title. And do I think it is a big thing? I think they can probably be a contender. They are. They have a chance to be a contender because the thing about Kim, he is not going to be worried about running with that football. He might. There might be some to set plays where they could. I don't know how the doing Patriots thing is, but I think he, they are going to go with pass. They're going to tell him like, "Look, Cam, don't worry. This is your your got a year deal. It's a one year deal, by the way." By the way, so in this case, I'm probably thinking to myself, all right, Cam, you're just going to do is just this one, just work on throwing the ball, work on throwing that football, and he's going to be in a good camp. You know, Bill Belichick had Tom Brady, of course. Tom Brady, you know, everyone knows that he's the GOAT, you know. GOAT, he went to, if anyone doesn't know, he went to Tampa Bay. He is going to be in Tampa Bay. He is, uh, so now this is the big thing is see how this is because the big thing is with in this case because of Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and leaving the Patriots the question with the Patriots is with Bill Belichick how is he going to get this team to not only be just as good if not better than Brady because the last thing I think Belichick wants is to be at least a law, be bad or be worse than what Brady could be, could be, because right now it is a big thing, and I think he wants to step up and prove to Brady, like, yeah, you are a system quarterback, and Brady wants to prove that he is not that system quarterback that he is labeled as. So that's gonna be a big. That's a big storyline that's in that season. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a big thing. Is That is that was a big uh, story that broke out on Monday. I think it was Monday, I believe. Because one of the things was earlier was that... It was the same, same day 
the New England Patriots was fined $1.1 million and lost a third round pick for the 2021 NFL Draft, which for a third round pick in the draft, usually you find decent players in that class. Like, probably some of the best players came from that class. And uh, that is a big uh, loss there because forfeiture of a draft pick there because of that. If you don't know what it was, it was because they were caught for filming on the sideline of a Bengals game, Bengals versus Browns game, and week 14, I think week 14 of the season, which is quite interesting, considering the fact that the coach, uh, considering the fact that it was a thing, the cover-up, about trying to cover it up, was this was a series, this, like, film crew is part of, like, I think the New England Patriots, like, YouTube channel, I believe, you know, every, uh, team has like their own like YouTube channel and stuff and it's like this little series they do where they look go to uh, people who do like scouts and like film film stuff and film like scouts doing their job and all this stuff breaking it down and stuff and they got somehow the footage a majority of it end up going towards was focusedly more or less primarily on the sideline of Bengal sideline so some scary guy caught him. There was footage and everything. And so, yeah, that was a big thing. This is not the first time they did it. If you are if you are following fell like I do, heavy like I do, then you probably heard of Deflategate, which is the Patriots doing that against primarily the New York Jets and I think a couple other teams. But this is something that's, this is the second time they've done something like this. This isn't the first big Patriots scandal. Of course, we got Deflategate, the big controversy there, involving the 2014 AFC title game, I believe. It was the 2014-2015 AFC title game. And the Patriots end up, say what, some Patriots ended up getting caught in, like, under-inflating balls, footballs. And Tom Brady played kind of got spent in four games, mainly because he decided to destroy a cell phone which had possible evidence. So yeah, that was a big uh, thing there. So to me, this is a big thing here. I do I believe the Patriots are contenders. Probably yes. I mean, it is, the AFC East is a questionable thing. But they brought, they still will have a challenge on their hands because they still have one big division rival, and that is, of course, they are dealing with the Buffalo Bills, who is a good chance, who could give them a run for money. And I do believe this. They did have a chance to take the division from the Patriots last year, and they lost in Week 16, I believe. In week 16, the pretty much AFC was, was on the line there. So... So I think the Bills could be the top, uh, could take them to limit. Then also the Baltimore Ravens do play them in a season. So they have a chance to play against the Canary. I think they, I do believe they might play the Chiefs, I think. I'm not sure. I got to need to look at their schedule. But yeah, that's a big thing there. So that's a big thing in the NFL. 
uh, I guess another big thing that I've heard is pretty much the Lamar Jet of the Ravens and of course Lamar Jackson, the MVP. My boy, my, you know. And before anyone gets an idea, I am a big Ravens fan, Baltimore Ravens fan. I got a Lamar Jackson jersey and a Ray Lewis jersey sitting in the closet right now. And I got a hat over there and I have a door hat downstairs. And uh, behind this laptop here, I also got a Baltimore Ravens uh, little photo frame uh, over there. Looks like a helmet and it's kind of like reflects and stuff you move around and stuff so it has something like that so have that in the house but yes um what are my thoughts about will the ravens re have a similar performance like this and could they actually go to the super bowl it's it i think any team anyone can make a super bowl it just depends on how things go that season because injuries can happen any given Sunday, like you know, let's say any given Sunday, so yeah. Um, so I think the Ravens do have a good chance, could finally reach over the hump. They probably could make that AC title, it could make the AFC title appearance. And I've heard that they could, it means if they probably could face the Patriots, so or the Chiefs. So I think the best thing is right now, they still got a chance. Uh, we don't know how good the Bengals will be now because they drafted Joe Burrow. We don't know much about how if the Browns finally realize that you need a coach that is confident and a GM who is confident also. So hopefully they might, who knows who what they did to actually make this work. And, uh, and of course the Steelers always is a threat. They are, the defense always is the always tough and of course they got of course Ben is coming back from his uh career friending uh elbow injury if you don't know and um yeah this is they, the Antidorf is gonna be a questionable is a question is can they actually win the NFC AF, I'm sorry AFC North that's so yeah that's gonna be a big thing there is can the Bengals can the Ravens win that AFC North? That's a big step. And, you know, how are they, have they looked finally not going to look past their competition like they did with the Titans, according to Lamar Jackson? That's going to be the question there. Which seems going to be interesting. I do know this. We're, we'll be talking about this when the season, we get closer to the season starts. So, I think probably right around August, we'll probably do some form of, like, a little preview. It'll be a little preview podcast, like, you know, breaking down, like, the divisions. So, I think we'll probably do something there. I'll probably have some friends who can actually help me out with that subject. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a discussion about it and give a preview and what I think will happen. So, stay tuned for more details on that. The NBA, it's now. Let's move on to the NBA. Uh, we got an interesting, uh, thing here. I'm gonna take these off, you know. I have to rock them all the time. But, uh, <clears throat> so, in the NBA, where we started going on there, and, uh, yeah, right now, big thing is, we have a, a bunch of players right now are opting out of the season because of, you know, staying with our family, and in some cases, no, 
I kind of want to uh, opt out of this season because I want to still you know be a part of the protest going on and with the George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter protest and um, and a bunch of other things. That is a big thing that's been going on here and that's uh, that's something that's I kind of wanted to address and play a role in. And that's um and I recommend that entirely. There's also a thing there now like it's like if a season if uh there's also a thing like Kyrie I don't know why he said this, and I mean, it, I mean, I, what he said is kind of interesting. Like, he kind of wants to opt out of a season. He thinks that the NBA shouldn't have a season at this point. And there's a little thing like, you know, players should form their own league, which I'm like, I mean, they honestly could. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they kind of could, but that's a questionable, uh, Thing there, jeez, man, that's a little harsh. But one of the things I've heard is they could do something where, if something like this happens, like the owners could do is try and create like a hard sour gap for the team, and it's a big thing there. I think it's interesting. Um, I don't know much about the whole thing, much about like the politics of basketball and stuff. It's just to me, I think. If uh, basketball does happen, and hopefully everything goes well with the whole thing with the bubble, with this bubble method, if it does work, then it means we know, okay, this is work. This can work. Sports can probably happen. We just need to do is just have like two or three host cities, hub cities, and have strength starting to cut it down to something like that. And that's what's going to be an interesting scenario right now. And, um,. That's an interesting thing. Um, but there has been a couple players that have been tested positive for the COVID-19 test. Uh, in the, for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Spencer Dinwiddle and DeAndre Jordan got tested positive for the COVID-19 test. So they've opted, pretty much, of course, had to opt out. So that's one big thing. The Denver Nuggets had to close their practice, practice facility yesterday because of a large amount of COVID-19 tests by either the players or the staff members. So, that is a big shock. That's a big thing there. Um, and yeah, that's a, right now, basketball is, pro basketball is a big thing that's going to be uh, affected somewhat. Is uh, It's going to be something that's going to be looked into. But I'm happy that basketball is going to come back and there's going to be a bunch of games towards the end of the month. August, and I already know is I'm gonna have some fun watching those some of those games and uh, see how this goes. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I am clearly looking forward to that. Now, how about we go into baseball? You know, MLB situation. So finally, the MLB and the and the the players' association finally made an agreement. That they're planning on having baseball back in 24th on the 24th of July. Today, they this is the first day I think players are reporting can report to their respective training camps and begin spring training. So this is going to be something I don't know. There was I think some of the proposals was I think they were doing like these 10 team uh, central team free division 10 team like 
divisions, and I think that is like I think all the East teams playing each other, all the Central teams, ARNL, like meeting against each other, and I think the in the West. So you are probably I think the and the games are short in sixty, I believe. They actually agreed on doing a universal to the Senator thing, which is I believe is good because no one wants to see a pitcher try to hit a seat. Because no one thinks that pitcher is going to hit anything. So, let's be honest here. That's, that's less training for pitchers. So, I think that works. They are doing an expanded playoff for this season. And, uh, yeah, that was a big thing. Was that baseball finally actually making a proposal. Finally agreeing on a schedule. So, it's 60 games. Uh... So there's a that's a good thing about it. the bad. Uh, you now one thing I think negative is the minor league baseball is not happening at all, and that's a big thing that's gonna hurt a lot of people. Depends on how uh, what club you got. If you are depends on um clubs are gonna be hit hard, especially on the A ball and in the rookie levels. You guys, it is bad for y'all because, my apologies, um, bad for a lot of y'all because it is, you uh, depend, mostly depend on the revenue of the people and that's a big thing if no one's going to go to the games, is going to be able to go to the games because of that, if it's limit, even if it's limited if you do a, have it at a limited capacity, or but it's affects it is going to affect those uh, teams a lot. So those uh, teams and I think the cities a lot because a lot of the cities depend on like that team's revenue and like fans coming and all this stuff. It's a it's a big uh, it's a big thing. That's a shock. Uh, Louisville actually, the city of Louisville actually has a minor league team affiliated with the Cincinnati Reds. In the Louisville Bats, and uh, I think they're going to be, uh, they'll survive somewhat because the city will pretty much help supplant them with money or something to help fund them in a way. But uh, yeah, that's a big thing. Um, that's going to be a huge uh, loss for them. But uh, it's not significant in Virginia uh, Play and Double A leagues. But the Single A and the rookie ball leagues are going to be affected hugely because some of them, some cities don't have like the much, like the corporate revenue or the, like the corporate revenue and like sponsorships and like the double A and triple A leagues have. So it's a, it's a bad situation for minor league baseball. And I think one thing is the MLB was playing on cutting the amount of minor league teams down from 160 to 120. So, if by the time next season happens, this whole thing happens, there could, that is practically made that possibility of them doing it more of a reality than a possibility. It's And that's a big uh, shock, sadness to them. So, I will say, I'm hoping that a... Hopefully, if you are, hopefully those minor league players, um, hopefully they, some of them, I think the major league baseball teams have paid 
made some pages paid some of the minor league players or something like stipends and whatnot I believe they did so I'm so I'm hoping so that's a good news tip here for them some of them kind of did not deserve to it's a shame for some of those players that aren't getting that chance to you know play and like develop and it's a that's a thing like um, I don't know much about what do you do in that scenario it's uh, that's questionable uh, what you do in that scenario. So, um, yeah, that's a big thing with the holding involving the minor league baseball and stuff. So, um, we're going to move on now. I think a uh, big thing is going to be like soccer is coming, it's been coming back. I think the big sports that have been coming back is, of course, soccer is starting to come back, especially in like Europe, in European leagues, and, uh, my apologies. My nose is kind of stuffy. Okay. My apologies. There. Um. So, yeah. Mostly in Europe. The soccer has been back. And, uh, of course, congratulations to anybody who is a fan of Liverpool. Congratulations on winning the English Premier League. I believe a couple other teams is closing in on championships themselves. I believe Bayern Munich has won the Bundesliga. I believe that's what you call it, the Bundesliga. So, congratulations to uh, Bayern Munich for winning that title. Um, I think the La Liga is about to be won, has a chance of being won by Real Madrid. No, wait, not Real Madrid. Uh, Barcelona. Okay, and Barcelona. I believe that's another thing. So, the next thing, everything that's been going on is now, of course, uh, MMA has been coming back. The UFC, the UFC, been coming back with, like, with fight nights and some of the pay-per-view stuff. And let me tell you, some of these fight nights and the pay-per-views, some of these fights have been absolute bangers, bro. Like, I've been, so it's like, every week, I'm like, I'm watching some of these, and I'm like, jeez, these people are really going in on these fights. These are pretty good. And it's interesting, especially when there's no crowd. So there's no crowd. You can just hear like every punch, every kick, every takedown, like all like the carnage and stuff. It just sounds, it's like amplified, like you hardly hear it because of the crowd noise. Crowd cheering and stuff. No crowd, you just hear every single punch and it hits, and you hear this shit just BAM! Just BOOM! Like, that is loud as hell. Like, it's crazy. Just, and it's crazy. Like, it's, uh, uh it's enjoyable. The live fight has been enjoyable. Uh, I know this, uh, two weeks from now is gonna be between Kamar Usman and, uh, Gilbert Burns, the Alexander Volkanovsky, and Max Holloway, too. And uh, Patreon and Josie Otto for the you no know, titles are being gonna be held on the line. My apologies here. I need to uh, plug in my laptop because battery is kind of getting low here. Let me adjust this. Yeah, we're doing this all live. This is all uh, live. There we. Go, plugged in. 
So yeah, that's a big thing. I'm like, I'm a fighter. So yeah, that's a big thing. MMA's coming back. Boxing's been coming back. Golf's been coming back. NASCAR. The big thing with NASCAR. Especially the whole thing with the bubble gloss and the noose. Let me say this. It's a noose. <laughs> like, in the story. I don't care if it was... If it, it was tied up yesterday or 1997 or whatever. Look, it's a noose. Everyone knows it looks like a noose. It's not some garage pull rope. That's a noose. End of story. Like, I don't care what the FBI says. That is a noose. Someone, if it was tied up around then, I guess that is a coincidence. But, honestly, it's just stupid. I think it's stupid. I think it's a noose. They should have just taken it down or something. It didn't need to be there. End of story. Period. So, so that's it of sports. It's gonna be uh, so yeah, that's a good one for. All right, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take a quick little break here, and I think we're gonna move on to probably a topic. I guess, I guess we could talk about the whole mask thing. So I think we'll talk about that in about a few seconds. So we'll be right back after these important messages. Don't go anywhere, folks. And welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And as you can see, I am currently wearing a mask right now. I kind of want to prove a little thing to the topic. It's going to talk about this whole situation involving the mask. Like, well, like, should you wear it or should you not wear it? And all this stuff. Let me, I'm going to talk about this real quick. First, let me take this mask off. I'm just kind of want, kind of want to put it on just to prove a point. But my thing about the mask situation, about this, in my opinion, I believe this. It shouldn't be something that needs to be political. And the thing is, you're not, you're not going to be wearing this thing for like all the time, like every time. Like, you can take this off. If you go into a grocery store, if you're going to be in there for, like, to get, like, free, like, two free items, you know, you're going to put it on for, like, five to ten minutes. You can just put it on for ten, five to ten minutes. Go to your car. After that, you take it off. Okay? At that point, you are free. You don't have to worry about that. If you're going to a restaurant, here's the thing. You're clearly not eating with this thing on. It's not possible. You can't eat anything. You can't drink anything. Or you're wearing it. Now, I understand how you feel. I, I, I get it. But listen. It is something that should be done. In my personal opinion. I can't understand if you feel like, Ugh, I don't want to wear a mask at all. It's just, I don't feel comfortable wearing it. It's just, I feel like... I I'm feel restricted and whatnot. I'm on that. Listen, I get it. If you don't have like a family member who is a who can be affected by it, you're healthy. You are athlete. Here's the truth. Spoiler alert. Anyone needs understand this this coronavirus doesn't care if you're an athlete. Doesn't care if you never done one sit up. Doesn't matter if you're like 19 years old, prom, 
you're in your prime or you're 80 years old or you're a smoker or a drink or an alcoholic or whatever you do if you catch it it's gonna fuck you up period end of story so if you really value like say the life of your grandparents your parents and like a lot of people your family your friends you want them to catch this thing I don't I really can't I don't want any of this happen like my father just got out of out of uh, about with throat cancer with throat cancer he's he's gone through chemo he's gone through radiation he's pretty much he's in remission he's been healthy and he's pretty much doing fine He's doing clearly fine. If I catch, let's say, I thing I want to do is cat is somehow I go out, and I one day I somehow catch this, and then it affects him. He's going to want to feel it worse. Me, I probably could. Who knows? I might be able to make it out alive. Who knows? My father, he might not. He could die. I do not want him to die. I don't want to eat. I don't want my sister to die. I don't want to kill my sister. I don't want this to kill my stepmother. As much sometimes I don't like her all the time. But it, it is a, something I do not want anyone to catch. And hopefully, if they do get it, I hope they do recover and are healthy from afterwards. Okay? If you know people that can catch this, who probably has a chance of catching this and are going to be affected by it way worse than anyone else, highly just wear a mask just for their protection. Think of that person as like your, think of that person as your kid, as your child. Think of that person, think of that little child as your child. Think of that old lady as your grandma or your mother or your grandma. Okay, think of the person like that's like around your age. That could be your brother. That could be your sister. That could be your friend. That, that could be your husband. Or your wife. So think about that first. Do you wanna affect the do you wanna be a part of a solution? Or part of a problem? One part of a solution is this mask. I highly recommend you guys wear a mask. And here's the thing, if people say like, oh, wearing a mask kind of makes you lose oxygen levels and blah, blah, blah. There are people. I've seen, I've seen videos of people who have has some bad upper respiratory illnesses and disorders and whatnot. And some of them have to for, are pretty much regular masks regularly. Some of them have done tests to show their oxygen levels without the mask on. And there are some that have shown to do it without the mask on. With the mask on, running around, walking, doing stuff, doing some various vigorous physical activity, and it's not doing a goddamn thing to them. It is honestly not doing a thing to it. The oxygen level stays the same, stays the same. So. If you think you can't wear a mask, you think you have trouble breathing, 
with a mask on, it's actually a lie. There's no more excuses. Wear a mask. Stay six feet apart from ever people. People. Wash your hands regularly. Use some hand sanitizer. Sometimes if you don't have access to soap and water. You know. You know, just do some things to keep yourself safe. That's all I'm saying. Keep, do some things to keep yourself safe from the world. And that's something we all need to do. I highly recommend this. Don't be careful, alright? So, I'm going to go ahead and get that out. That was my uh, little PSA there. And my little rant on that topic. So, uh... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. It's just a short one. Uh, so I think we're going to move on to another segment that's been going on. And that's the recent rise. I think we talked about the recent rise that's been going on in Florida and Texas. And uh, I think another state. I think Arizona maybe. So huge issues like this. It's big. This is, this is the start of the second wave here. So I think it, stuff is being reopened up. I'm uh, I'm like really Kentucky isn't as bad right now, but it is there's a chance it's gonna be work. It's gonna happen. That second wave won't hit hard. I know it. I'm not worried about a lot of things like restaurants. I'm not really worried about it. I'm like I can. I'm pretty much most of the time I'm cooking my own food because I'm dying. I only have one cheat meal a week. If I have to, if I'm going to have a cheat meal, I'm at least or in, I would or in at this point. Um, I'm not worried much about like much about like shops being open. Some kids you can just buy online. There's nothing wrong with that, and have it delivered to your house. I'm not that much concerned about it, really. Video games, like video games, like GameStop. Let's be honest here. Free, free GameStop stores by my here in the city has closed down. It's closing down because of lack of sales. Why not? So, so bye-bye. Uh, I can buy my stuff digitally. So, digitally. So, not that much to worry about it. The only thing I am kind of worried about closing again because I pretty much because I pretty much uh kind of need this thing has only one of the few things I kind of use to work out in so and that's gyms so yeah like YMCA been closed up for a bit so before warning I kind I weighed I was at 280 at weighed 280 lost because uh, I was at I think 295 296-ish and so I lost like 15 pounds Fifteen pounds anyway, so I was doing so far pretty good. Then recording it, kind of gain, kind of gain all that weight, kind of gain that weight back, and then some. So yeah, now that the gym's back open, I'm pretty much going back to the gym. I'm trying to at least lose this weight again, lose this extra weight I carried on me, and a lot of things. So I, that's the only thing I do. Because if gym's goes back again, I am probably just like saying I'm pretty much going into like you know what. I'm going full flush as fucking mode. It's just your boys broccoli ordering a bunch of ordering buffalo wild wings, toolers, 
bunch of fast food and shit from like fucking diet at this point. It's just fuck it all. <laughs> so that's me. So hopefully I'm hoping if you honestly this, if you are going to do stuff, if honestly this this needs like just wear a mask. I say to anyone, just wear a mask. Socially distance yourself. If you are feeling sick in any way, shape, or form, stay at home. Please, just just stay at home, okay? Just stay at home. Isolate yourself from... Stay, isolate yourself, you know, quarantine yourself in your houses. If you have to travel, just travel... Please be essential, like you're getting some groceries, or getting some groceries, or getting, you know, you have to stop at the bank or stuff like that. Like, keep it like simple stuff. Like, it's just go in, do what you gotta do, get out, go back home, stay inside, stay hydrated, and everything. You know, probably have like a go- take some multivitamins and everything. Take your multivitamins. That's what I need. Actually, need to take, which I actually just forgot. So that just gave me a good reminder. Reminder. Um. Yeah, just do that. You no, know? just do that. Stay inside, like, because this is something that needs to go. I'm. Cause I don't know when this vaccine. A vaccine's coming. I don't think we all know when it's coming. We're waiting for one. So right now. We just need to stay inside, wait, let the ex. And I'm hoping, like, this president, our president, this idiot here, actually lets the actual experts do their goddamn jobs and not him tell us when to go back outside and let us do the normal things we used to do again. So, end of story. I'm going to go ahead on that. I'm going to end it right there. On that little segment right there. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Um, I think we're going to take a quick... I'm going to take a quick break. This is going to be like probably the last one. And then I think the last few minutes... We're going to probably talk about... Probably... I think... Maybe... Or actually, is there anything else I have left to talk about? I think that's about it, actually, sadly. So, uh, I think that's it. So, we've been on this thing for like an hour and uh, some change. I think we uh, we pretty much covered a good amount of stuff. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to be doing some more things uh, probably pretty uh, soon. So, thank you guys very much for watching. Um, this is the very first episode of the J Money Podcast and counting uh so far this is not gonna be the this is background will probably be different sometime later on because i'm going to be moving some soon to a new apartment to an apartment of my own um so yes background might look different next probably by episode number Six, I guess. Six, seven-ish. So, yeah. That's what's going to happen. Anyway. Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to enjoy my 
do the rest of my vacation day, my off day working out. I think I'll probably, I think the next episode, I could talk about my diet. What I do in terms of staying in shape. My main thing is simple. And one thing, drinking plenty of water. Instead of drinking regular sodas, like the regular Cokes and the regular Mountain Dews, get you some zero calorie sodas. I know people are going to talk about the artificial sweeteners. The Mountain Dew Zero Sugar tastes like regular Mountain Dew, just no sugar. Just all the caffeine, just no sugar. No sugar, no calories, baby. That at least cut my meats. The amount what meats I protein I have, I pretty much only have like white meats, like pretty much chicken, turkey, fish. Those good things. Those uh proteins there. So let's see, kind of around there. Um, have some vegetables. Decent amount of vegetables. At least try at least get my grains. At least a good amount. Actually, so actually, I'll break down something I have. I did make a little PowerPoint, but it's actually on my tablet. I might need to do something where I could actually integrate that into my. Um, I'll probably integrate that PowerPoint to you, but it's pretty much. I can give you guys a good short breakdown. I have uh, my notes. Let me look into my notes here. So, so at the start of the cut, I did, I weighed in at 295 pounds, 295 pounds. So this is how I do, if you want to figure out like you, the amount of calories you can cut on, you can be cut on, like your total, or in this case your total energy expenditure, this is what you have. So I went to start of the cut, which was five weeks ago, it is at 295 pounds. So what you do is, you take your weight and you multiply this by either 10, 11, or 12. This depends on like your activity level outside of your general activity level, outside of like your job, outside of your job, outside of going to the gym every day. So, for example, number I'm at number 10. Which is not active. So that's like you're pretty sitting there. Like outside of this, outside of my going to the gym, Edwards, I don't do much of anything. I'm either playing some video games, I'm watching some TV, might be, you know, just chilling in my bed, doing hardly anything. So, so I'm at 10. That's my uh, activity level outside of the uh, gym. That is at 10. Number 11 is kind of active. And what is the kind of active job? Let's say, for example, kind of active job is you are a, you work at say a gro your grocery store, and half the time you're in the cash you're a cashier you're you know you're at the register just chilling, staying there chilling. And then the other half of the day your your shift you're help pushing the carts back inside in the store. You know that's a that's a kind of active job. Number 12 is uh, very active, and that's if, well, you're a package handler at UPS, or you're working at a, at the Amazon warehouses, 
By the way, I highly, I believe you guys deserve better, way better, especially in UPS. UPS is included, so, yes, yeah, so that's my uh, thing. And I actually work at UPS, but I actually work more or less like an office job, so that's why I'm at 10 still. So, so what you do is you take that number of calories, so you take that pound, your weight, which is 295, and you multiply that by 10, and you will get 2,950, which is, which is what I'm, a lot of least eat, that's my calorie deficit, that's the amount I, my total energy expenditure there. So, what do you do in terms of macros? Now, how do you turn that into macros, or in this case, what, how many grams of carbs, how many grams of fat, how many grams of protein, stuff. So, one of the things is, uh, the most recommended thing if you're doing a diet is 40% protein, 40% carbs, and 20% fat. Me, I kind of like to keep my carbs a little lower than the protein. Protein you always want to keep high because the more protein you have in a diet, your body burns more calories. It pretty much your body warms up more, and you pretty much you're pretty much, and it's pretty much involving protein. Like literally, if you take someone who has been on a pro higher protein diet and uh, someone who has have died high in fats, if you take their percentages and you, excuse me, mouth is kind of getting a little dry here. Okay, she's focus. Okay, so you take your pretty much. The uh, you pretty much want to keep fat low, that's of course obvious, but you don't want to have it too low because that is if you're a man, you want to keep fat around because it helps with uh, testosterone, that's a big that's something you kind of need. Protein you want to keep high because someone because if you are on higher diet protein, your body temperature like increases, it pretty much has to work to burn protein off. Sorry, bro burn protein off so that's why fat is kind of it helps to uh, burn fat more and stuff so it's kind of like helpful hey that and you kind of want car you need to have carbs because you need to have carbs because you kind of need to keep because that's a big source of energy and you kind of need to can keep the glycogen swords and whatnot together so that part is vital is key vital here you go now there are diets like keto diet, carnivore diet, which has does not do a lot of carbs whatsoever, but in some cases you kinda need carbs. So but in this particular case you kinda need carbs. So what I'm doing, my uh, diet, I have twenty five percent is from fat, forty percent of my of my calories are from protein, and thirty five percent is from carbs. Them tasty, tasty cups, my friends. So, what you do is you take the so because of this, this is what you do like the calories stuff. So, you take so for if you want to know how many calories are fat, what you do is you take the item, take the 29.50 and you multiply that by 0.25, that equates to 738 calories. Now, for protein, you multiply that 29.50 by 0.40. Which is going to equal to 1,180 calories, and then for carbs, you take the 2950 
multiply multiply that by 0.35 and that equals to 1033 calories so what you do now you turn those calories into grams so now you got those macros up now you get, this is how you turn it into grams so in, in part with eating carbs four calories four calories equates to one gram of fat one gram of protein carbs and fat is the one on and out where it takes nine calories to make up one gram pro one gram of fat so go figure right so this is what you do so you two you do is take the 738 calories that are used for fat and you divide that by nine which is of course the amount of calories to make the fat that's a, that's the amount in there that equates to 82 grams for protein you take the 1180 and you divide that by four which is going to equate to 295 grams. And then for carbs, take 1,033 and divide that before, and that's going to even out to 258 grams. Awesome. So, yeah, my macros it is 80 grams fat, 295 grams protein, and 258 grams carbs. It is, that's that's going to be the big thing. That's the big key thing here. So, what's my cardio? What's my workout schedule on normal days? So, it's me. I work out on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. So, Wednesday and Sunday are my rest days. So, Monday, that is my... I do my chest and triceps. Chest triceps. You know. You know. Simple pro split. Tuesday which was yesterday. I did my back and biceps. My back feels look good. On Thursday, I do full arm workout. That means arm, biceps, triceps, wrist, forearm, you know, those things. I also heard there were some armpit exercises. I don't know how that works. If anyone knows how that works, let me know in the comment section below. Friday, I work on the shoulders. Dedicate a day to the shoulders. You gotta dedicate a day to the shoulders. If you want those motherfuckers to be round, to pop, and late ladies underwear drop, highly recommend shoulders. I recommend do shoulders. And then on Saturday, it is the dreaded leg day. I also do that, and I do a good amount of core stuff. By the way, stuff. Which I'm kind of going to be trying to focus on that a lot because one thing is, your boy got a little gaga, so I need to work on work on the. Excuse me. Probably gonna edit that. Probably gonna edit that out. Um. Anyway, but yeah, leg day. That's gonna be a day I work. This is also my Saturday. It's also my cheat day. So on that day, I kind of try to do the most things. Benefit use. Also, I fast. I fast all day that Saturday, and then I enjoy a crazy cheat meal. So, so yeah, that's my uh, that's my that's my cheat day. That's you know I do my cheat day, and then rest on Sunday. So yeah, um, cardio. I do thirty minutes. 30 minutes on all those days except for Saturday I don't do any cardio because like I said 
I do legs and I do and I'm doing a lot of core stuff. At that point I'm pretty much in at that point now I'm pretty much that's when I'm doing the core stuff, I probably some of this stuff is gonna be timed anyway, so it's gonna be timed anyway. So some of the stuff is probably gonna be low-key hit cardio. So that's already done off rip. So Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead. So that's my thing there. Um So yeah, I'm hopefully yeah, last time I did this, I actually did when I did a uh, new scene of macros before I actually found out here's what it was. I had it at one thousand I ended up lowering macros down to like two seventy eight, seventy eight seven grams fat and two hundred and forty three grams protein of carbs. So yeah, this was me on February twelfth. So I had it set at a good I was doing good so far before this cut happened. Before the quarantine happened. So yeah, so that's a uh, that's something I noticed now. I just noticed that actually. So yeah, something in my eyes. Mainly, sorry, my eyelashes curve, and sometimes, yeah, I as somehow I have very effeminate eyebrows. That is something you no know, one knows that. So I want to get that out there. Okay, I think that is it. So thank you guys very much for watching. The very first J Money Talks podcast. Uh, this is episode one and counting. Thank you guys very much. Too sweet to the camera. Thank you guys very much for watching. I am J Money. Thank you for watching. I will see you guys next week for another exciting edition. Till then, take care, guys. Peace.